Hello and welcome to the Rambling Runner Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Chittam, and as you know, the Rambling Runner Podcast is here for all the dedicated runners out there who are balancing their love of running with the rest of their lives. And today, I'm going to be joined by a very special guest, Kristen D'Almeida. Kristen is actually a big fan of the Rambling Runner Podcast. That's actually how I had a chance to meet her, and I'm excited to have her on the podcast today. And Kristen, like most people who listen to this show, is an avid runner. In fact, Three years ago, she really started her running journey, and in that time, she has progressed to over 25 races and seven half marathons in only three years. It really is incredible, Uh, but that's not the only reason I'm going to be talking to Kristen today. She also uh, had a tragedy, almost a tragedy in her life, Um, and she'll talk about that uh, in a little bit, and that uh, kind of spurred on some depression. And for her, running was not just a physical outlet, but a mental and emotional one as well, and it is for a lot of people. I mean, a lot of, there's a lot of people in the running community or just fitness in general who rely on that, uh, you know, those workouts and just the balance that that uh, that the athleticism can provide in their life to help balance out uh, the rest of what whatever they got going on and and kind of keep them uh, sane mind and sane body. And uh, Kristen's going to touch on that as well because I think it's something that touches all of us, not only uh, individually, but we may all know some people who uh, go through those sorts of things. So I hope you enjoy this episode of the Rambling Runner podcast with Kristen D'Almeida. And if you do, please join our Facebook fan page at The Rambling Runner. Also, feel free to share and review this podcast. Uh, If you like what you hear, hopefully your friends will too. So uh, that's about it. Now on with the show. Hello, Kristen, and thank you for joining me on the Rambling Runner podcast. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I just uh, did the intro to the podcast, and one thing I did not mention, but it's another reason why I'm excited to talk to you, is that you are a fellow Rhode Islander. I am. I love Rhode Island. I am. I'm from Cumberland. <laughs> there you go. For people who are not from Rhode Island, first of all, I apologize that you that you're not, <laughs> don't have the privilege of being a Rhode Islander. Um, but Cumberland is, Cumberland is in the northern section of Rhode Island. Unfortunately, you no longer live in Rhode Island. So you're I, kind of like a, not, not a lifelong Rhode Islander, necessarily. I'm not. I'm in New York City now. Got it. Got it. Which is so similar to it's, Rhode Island. I mean, it's almost the exact same thing. Just a, a, little, bit, a little bit more. There you go. Well, I'm I'm really excited to talk to you today. And I I got just got to say, first of all, no matter anyone's background in running, running seven half marathons in 3 years is an extraordinary number. And with that being said, what was your early childhood running experience like? Like what what was <laughs> what kept you from embracing the running early on? Um as far as early childhood running, there wasn't any. I until pretty much, I guess 2009 is when I decided I wanted to start running. I didn't make it a real habit until 2012, 2014, in between there. When I was young, I actively avoided running. The high school mile, I wanted no part of that. I would look for any excuse, and it was mainly because I knew I, or I thought I couldn't do it. Um, so there was no early childhood running. I played sports, but I was never fast. I was never, it just wasn't for me. Um, and then all of a sudden it kind of eventually became for me. There was no, I, I did track a little bit here and there casually a town thing. Wasn't my cup of tea at all. So I, I pretty much avoided it. <laughs> 
So were you were you one of the walkers? Were you like the, the high school mile walker? I don't even remember. I don't know if I if I got out of it. I think it for me at that time it was such a traumatic experience. I think I tried to just completely block it out. I think I could jog it, but I was not happy about it. So I, I truthfully don't even remember. Oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> and when you look at it now, given your running, you know, kind of your running uh, exploits uh, that you've kind of come to at this point. Do you, when you look at it now, do you say, think to yourself like, oh man, like what, what was I thinking? Or are you kind of, kind of easier on yourself and say, Hey, that was just kind of the way it was. And what are you going to do about it? I mean, the way I found running is kind of interesting and in how it all came together. And I'm, I always tell people, I wish I did it sooner. Um, I wish I had liked it as a child, but that being said, maybe I would be sick of it by now. Um, I don't think so. But I wish I, I do wish I had found it sooner and had kind of given it more of a valiant effort than I did or any effort at all for that. Right. <laughs> well, then, then, and that brings us right to it. Like, so what was the catalyst that got you into it? Um, so in 2009, I one of my best friends from high school had just been killing it. She did, she was running all these races and she was just her whole like journey through running was so inspiring to me and. I remember just thinking it was a few days before my 23rd birthday and I wanted to, it was like, today's the day I'm going to become a runner. So I was pulling into the gym and, um, I got a phone call from my mom and I'm like, this is very inconvenient and long story short, I'll save you the minutia of it all. But she, our family vacation that we had planned was canceled indefinitely. And my dad had, um, a pelvic tumor the size of like a softball and that I had to come home. He was having surgery to remove it. And it was this whole big thing. And I don't remember after her saying that, how I reacted, I remember hanging up the phone and I was like, well, I'm already here. I'm, I'm still going to become a runner today. Like I'm going to start running. This is when I start running. And it is, and I want everyone that's a beginner runner to know that when you begin to run, it's not easy. So I was run walking like a mile. That was my idea of becoming a runner. Um, and then, you know, throughout the, pat the following months, year, I kind of developed, um, I, I didn't make it a habit as much as I should have. It was kind of taking the backseat to family things and I would do it when I could and there was work and life kind of got in the way. Um, but after that, I kind of really in 2012, when I moved to New York City is when I picked it up. You see people running all the time. And it really just kind of inspired me to lace up and kind of just get out there. So that was pretty much when I started running on a more consistent basis. Got it. So the the idea that those two that you kind of made that decision consciously, like, all right, today's going to be the day I become a runner. And then you get the diagnosis from your mom about your dad that same day. That seems like almost like that would derail you from running as like picking up something new, as opposed to like putting you into that lane to try something new because, all right, here's this major family hurdle, this major obstacle, you know, you obviously are going to be in addition to, you know, job and everything like that, that you might have going on that you would be less than ideal to start picking up new things. Yeah, I think I needed a distraction. Um, I think it was serving as kind of an outlet for how I was feeling. So it's, 
especially when I was younger, it was always kind of harder for me to express in more so that I didn't really want people to know how, if I was upset or something. So I could kind of direct all of that anxiety or fear or sadness into doing something that was helping me improve and was making me feel better. And it just, I mean, I've always been up for a challenge. So that was kind of my way of distracting myself from everything that was going on and putting me in my own little special zone for however long my run walk or my run or whatever it was. So that was kind of my way of escaping for a minute. Right. And then after, first of all, is, how's your, how's your dad doing he's, before we start talking about the running again? He is awesome. He's, okay. He's all right. Well, <laughs> so, all right. So you, so you did that and then you moved to New York city and then just the running community, I guess that, that spurred you on to the next level or what was, yeah. were there other motivators? Um, honestly, no, I, I had kind of always been pretty, I mean, growing up as, as anyone really, you're like, I didn't really know myself. I, I was kind of insecure about my looks and about, you know, whatever. And it just kind of, I started, you know, really eating a lot cleaner. And then I lived just, sorry, I hope you can't hear all these horns. Oh no, we can we can hear it, Kristen. I know you're you're living the life out there in New York City. I'm trying to hide in other areas of my apartment, um, and I um, I lived only a few blocks from Central Park, and just going up there, it's a six mile loop around, and it is always crowded with runners, and just like this vibe, and everyone was out there, and I mean not everyone, but a lot of people were out there, and it just kind of motivated me to as this is something that I think I could do. And I mean, I signed up for my first race in April of 2012. Um, but I, like you said, I really didn't seriously start running until 2014. That's kind of when right. I made it a habit slash addiction. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> right. And then that was, and that was when you ran, was it the half marathon in Kansas city? <laughs> it was, um, the friend that I had referenced before, um, she had told me that if I trained for it, pick any race, and she would come with me and she would run it with me. So I knew I wanted a fall race. I needed to give myself enough time to train. And I was like, Kansas City, Missouri sounds good. Like, it was totally random. It was out of nowhere. We still laugh about it. I was like, why on earth did I pick? No offense to Kansas City, beautiful little city. But... Why didn't I pick like Los Angeles or somewhere Chicago or, but I picked Kansas city and, and that was kind of in the rest was history. And as soon as I was done that, I was in so much pain. I was like, I don't know if I can ever do this again. And I think within like two months I had signed up for another half marathon. So, and then it just kind of came something that I, I really love to do. Oh, so I'm, I can't wait to get into just the, the training behind that, kind of the difference between going into the first time and then progressing from someone who, you know, just hoping to finish 13.1 to someone who, you know, is, you know trains for a certain time and to, to get PRs and things like that. Yeah. Uh, but one thing that you mentioned to me beforehand was that for you, running not only was a physical outlet, but for you was also kind of the mental and emotional outlet um, that helped you, you know, in other ways. Yeah, Um yeah, after that phone call with my mom in 2009, I had some really, really rough patches. It was you know, just like 
days and at that time and i'm i'm not a doctor i'm not a medical professional this is it, it's just a very personal thing and how it worked for me but i um there were days when i didn't even understand why i was just so upset and i mean i knew the background but i just like wasn't happy was not feeling good super super negative um and every i noticed every time i ran or had the time to just go for a short jog i would feel a little bit better and it's you never regret like there's like something like you never regret the run like once once it's over you're not like oh i wish i didn't do that so it was just about like getting myself up and out of bed and it's it definitely helped me through um some pretty serious bouts of depression um and i've never actually openly talked about it but it's i think it's important and i think that it's important for other people to know runners or not that other people are going through this and i'm not saying it's going to work for everyone but it i mean it changed my whole life running seriously changed my life so what about running for you or it can be more than one thing i guess um what was was kind of the and it helped you through that. Was it more of just the getting out there and having that physical outlet where you kind of put it on the line or was it just the habit of it where, you know, you're going to, you know, you, you kind of, you set your schedule around it or a variety of other things. Um, yeah, I was definitely starting to set my schedule around it. I was waking up earlier than I had to, um, giving myself time even after to stretch or just like sit down and have coffee. It was kind of like a, a ritual type of thing for me. Um, and then, I mean, and then I started setting goals. So I was like, I'm going to run my 5k and I want to do it in this many minutes. And I want to look, so it, it became, let's finish, let's PR, let's, and then let's try a five miler and let's try a 10k. And then honestly, like if you had told me ever in my life that I would run a half marathon and, you know, begin to train for a marathon and that's kind of my next goal, I I wouldn't believe you, and I don't think many people in my life would have believed you. So I think <laughs> I think it just became just this this habit, and I mean a healthy one. But it, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy thinking about it. Yeah, and you know, I'm not. I have never struggled with depression, so I can't sit here and make an apples to apples comparison with my own life. But I do wonder how um, how that sort of situation could manifest itself negatively from a running perspective in so far as, you know, it's almost like the enemy of perfection uh, in the way where you have like, all right, so say you miss a run, do you then like miss another run because you're, you know, upset that you missed the yeah. first one. It's kind of like the person who like is on a diet and they have one French fry and all of a sudden they're like, well, mess with the diet. Might as well have the whole pint of ice cream now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think at the beginning, it, that's kind of what it was because I had started running and then I was like, well, I'm, you know, I'm in Boston and with my family and my dad and it's, you know, I've missed a week, like might as well throw in the towel. And I, it, it just wasn't consistent enough for me at that point. And I didn't realize the positive effects it would eventually have. So I think in the beginning, it was definitely like that. It wasn't even so much as bringing me down because I didn't know that it was even, I don't think I was conscious in that moment that it was helping me as much as it, it did as I continued to make it a habit. And I don't, I think there is some thing like it takes 21 or 30 days to create a habit. I mean, it took me years to be able to just do it consistently and just stick to something. So, I mean, 
yeah, it's, it's just been, it's been crazy. And I think that, and I hope that if anyone knows someone, I mean, again, I'm not a doctor, but it's worth a shot. Like it, it's definitely just worth setting a goal and kind of seeing where it can take you. Yeah, I think that's right. You know, and again, I'm not someone who's going through it, but I just know that, you know, you hear so, so often people refer to exercise in any form, whether it's running or CrossFit or whatever, you know, that, that the positive benefits are there. And I think that anyone who has been someone who's been a consistent athlete, whether that's competitive or not, knows how they feel when they when they stop being consistent with it. And right. just the changes, not only does that affect you mentally, but just the physical benefit, the physical um, element to that. And, and because they're, shoot, they're so interrelated. They really are. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, I, I mean, I truly think it's helped me maybe even more mentally than physically. It's, it's just, it all kind of works together. And when you see that happening, it's a really, really cool thing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So you went from, all right, so you ran, you had your first half marathon just for, for, uh, just so we all are aware. And this is no, no shaming element in here. How long did it take you in the first half marathon in KC? Ooh, um, I think like two hours and 30 minutes ish. I don't even really know. I, at that point it was like, let's just finish. Let's just see if I can do this and make it out alive. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And then you, and you turn around and very quickly after that went up and signed up for another one. Yes. So at what point for you, did it go from, all right, I just want to finish to, okay, now I have a, a whole different set of goals and what did it, and how did it manifest itself in terms of changing your running routine? Um, I had decided in New York city, we have um, the New York Roadrunners has a program called the nine plus one. So if you run nine qualifying New York Roadrunner races and volunteer for one, it automatically gives you access to the following year's New York City Marathon. You're automatically in. So I was like, hmm, that'd be cool. Like what, I mean, on what planet I was on when I had this thought, I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Because I had struggled. I mean, not even struggled, but I just didn't understand like how my body would feel after the first time. 13 miles and then I was like yeah I'll just you know I'll just train for a marathon as if it's so attainable um I had just started to kind of get more in shape over the winter so the first half was in October then over the winter and then I did my second half in early summer I think of 2015 so there was a long time in between but I just kind of decided this was something I wanted to do I wanted to I mean and I still think a half marathon is my sweet spot. That's my favorite distance. It's just something I really do enjoy, but it kind of, it got serious for me then. Um, and it, like I said, I mean, I've always just wanted to create goals, attain them, create another goal. So it just, I mean, it just kind of snowballed from there. It was just, it became like a habit for me to just sign up for races. I was just like, throwing money to like all of these things. <laughs> and, and I really love the idea of getting a medal. I'm, I'm not even going to lie to you about that. I love a race with a medal. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Then they're, <laughs> and they're great for the wall to hang up mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but I think I want to dive into the whole, you know, the step-by-step process you took, because for a lot of people, they, you know, especially if they share their running life online um, mm-hmm. through different social media platforms, it's easy to look at somebody who's absolutely killing it 
and say, oh, man, like this person's on another planet. But for for most people, they don't see the years it took to kind of get there. Right. So for you, you know, what you said, you, you set goals and you try to knock them down and then go for the next one. So what were, uh, if you can remember, kind of the series of goals that you had kind of, uh, you know, step by step set up for yourself? Um, so first thing was first, I started eating so much cleaner. That was, I mean, just like get rid of any extra like weight that was there. I, I was just like really, really working hard. Um, and then I honestly, I just like went online, went to Hal Higdon's half marathon training, figured out how many miles I could do, like what my capacity was for the week. So, and I, I definitely alter those things. Sometimes I'll run exactly what it says. Other times, if I only have time to run three times a week, then I only have time to run three times a week. I was very lax with it. And I think that that also helps. I don't think, I think you can adjust it a little bit to what works for you. Um, and yeah, I, and I actually did use at the time Instagram as kind of like my visual diary. So I would post things and it was really more at that time for me so that I could look back and just kind of see my journey through all of this. And then, I mean, just never skipping cross training days, taking my rest days, which has always been really hard for me because when I do get in the groove and I'm just feeling really good one day and it's a rest day and I really just want to like get a few miles under, I just need to remember to take it down. Like your body needs the rest and recovery. So I think just learning how to listen to my body and I mean, really just following a training plan. I think I still do that. I don't make up my own. I very much, I'm not a professional athlete by any means. So I'm definitely using online training plans. That's, I mean, and certain work better for me than others. And you kind of just go from there. I, I, I mean, as far as step-by-step for me, there, it was just that. And then holding yourself accountable. So making sure that you got your long run in before you went to hang out with your friends on the weekend or before you, you know, sat on the couch and watched football. <laughs> like you, I had to get my long run in. I, I made it a priority. Got it. So, so for you, it almost sounds like the goals were more about the process themselves mm -hmm. as opposed to PRs or running a certain time in a certain race. Yeah. I was never, even as a kid, I, I, I dabbled in every sport, but I never really held on to something for too long. And I feel like I was never holding myself accountable to, I mean, this was really the first thing that I was like doing habitually all the time and really going through the process and kind of, you know, reading, doing like so much research online and just nutrition, just everything. Had, it was also new to me because I had never consistently played sports or it was kind of like one season here, one season there. So yeah, it was more about the process for me and, and the training. Um, I actually love the training piece. So I sometimes even enjoy the training more than the actual race, which is really weird because I do like knowing that my mileage is increasing and, you know, pushing yourself to that next level. 
Right. Yeah, I can I can totally relate to that. In in part because I get so nervous for races mm-hmm. that, that, yes. that that that, that in, they're inherently unenjoyable from a from a from a lead in perspective. Uh, and also, if they don't go well, there's like there it's like that moment in time where oh, like yeah. you can forget about the bad workout like two you know two or three weeks later, but it's hard to forget about the bad race Absolutely. that just like sticks with you. Absolutely, because you're gonna run into your bad runs during your training, and that's just I mean that's the way it goes. You're never one hundred percent. 100% of the time, but you do, you always remember that bad race. <laughs> so, so, so given, given your story for you, it seems like you kind of went to went through this running journey almost on your own in, in a sense, uh, if I'm hearing you correctly. So, so for you, what were some of the, the people who may have motivated you, even from afar, you motivated you or inspired you as you were going through this? Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely. I have a couple friends from high school who are just amazing runners. And I, it all, I always looked at them as if I could never do this. So, and you know, it's, and I still am nowhere near as fast as them, but they always kind of motivated me. And then honestly, I think with like the advent of um, Instagram and social media, I mean, there are so the running community is just so huge. And I'm always just finding even like random people I've never met are just on Instagram. I I see their posts, I'm following them and I'm like, this person is totally inspiring me. So, I mean, there are a few people that, and not even necessarily, um, I guess it's more like social media influencer types, but um, yeah, I just love kind of the feeling of the running community and the camaraderie and how, I mean, races totally still make me super, super nervous, but I do love that it's, it's such a, an inclusive community. And I I feel like the positivity from that totally inspires me. So that's actually why I do race so frequently is because I like that reminder that we're all out here doing the same thing and kind of motivating each other to do it. So I think that it's, I mean, I, yeah, I'm not part of a, not currently part of a run crew or anything here. Um, so it was totally on my own, but, um, between, you know, random people online and close friends, I think that was my main inspiration for starting this whole thing. Got it. So you were able to kind of form your own community sort in of. a way. Sort of. I mean, that's kind of my goal is that, I mean, I was by, by no means a cross country star. So, you know, I, I like to think that I'm, quite relatable to the beginner runner that like it is definitely possible to do these things you just need it just depends on how bad you want it that's a great that's a great line absolutely all right so i'm gonna ask you a couple questions here kind of like the the lightning round section of the podcast again cool. this lightning round in a sense of i ask quick questions but you can talk shoot and talk <laughs> as long as you want okay. so all right so what is your favorite workout my favorite workout i um, hmm. I love, there is this, I don't call it a gym. There's this workout class called Con Body in New York City. And I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's, um, actually these guys started this class and they're all formerly incarcerated individuals. And they've now started this prison style boot camp. So it's 
not CrossFit-ish, but a lot of it's calisthenics. So it's using your own body weight and it is so hardcore. Um, and I think I love it most because, I mean, not only because of the social message and, you know, trying to create opportunity and everyone that's employed there is a formerly incarcerated individual. So it's reintroducing and giving employment opportunities to people that it's, you know, it's going to be hard for them to have um, with companies running background checks. And also it is the craziest workout I have ever done. I, it's, it's one of those things where you're, it's an hour long class and 10 minutes in, you're like, it's gotta be almost half over, right? Like I am <laughs> dead. I am dead. And you're so sore the next day, but it hurts so good. So what is this called? I have definitely never heard of this. Con body, C-O-N body. Yeah. It's super interesting. And everyone is so friendly and so awesome. And it's just like, I mean, it's definitely really hardcore. It's not for everyone. But um, it should be because it is the best workout I've ever done. Holy cow. All right. I got to get, I got to take a look at this. All right. So what's your favorite? All right. So what's your favorite speed workout? Speed workout. Um, And we're going to get into least favorite after this. So you you can tackle them whichever order you want. Oh, God. I don't know. And for some people, it's the same. I think all i actually hate i don't love i need to be better at speed workouts i really do i don't yeah like my long runs at at half marathon pace are kind of my favorite so speed workouts are not for me now i gotta tell you i need to be better at them and you're actually i'm gonna write this down i need to be better at speed workouts i do not have a favorite or a least favorite i think they're all my least favorite well, I think you're the first runner I've ever heard of that, that can't name a favorite speed workout, but can say that they like to, you know, do, do, uh, the con, the con workout instead. I, so that, I, yeah. That's that's a new one for the podcast. Yeah. I need to, I, it's, I hate speed workouts. I'll be honest with you. All right. Well, on a different note, what is your favorite running route? So you're in New York city. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, you know, come and go through that city, obviously. Yeah. Um, so normally I don't ask this question, but since you're kind of in a central hub, Mm -hmm. do you have a favorite running route? Um, my most frequented is definitely the loop around Central Park. It's, I think, just over six miles. Um, it, as far as New York goes, it's pretty hilly. It's challenged. So it's not, it's definitely not easy. Um, and then I also love, there's a running path down the Hudson River and, I don't even know how many miles that is. That's long, but it is, it's just gorgeous. It's right on the water. It's, it's perfect. But I think Central Park is probably, probably my favorite. Yeah. See, I'll, I'll be running that Central Park one Friday morning. I'll be in the New York city and that's, that oh, really? is a great one, but that, that Hudson river one is great uh, for during sunrise. Yes. I mean, I'm sorry. You know, you can kind of see it. The, the sun's kind of coming on the other side of you. Mm-hmm. However, like when you see it come over the buildings and like reflect off like yeah. the, the water right there, that's always a good spot. Yeah. And in the summertime too, with the water there, it cools it off a little bit, I think. At least I like to think so. All right. There you go. All right. So then yeah. you've run a bunch of races. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite race? If you could only run one more race the rest of your life, but you could run that race as many times as you wanted, mm-hmm. which one would you be doing? Um, that would have to be... 
probably the New York City half marathon. It's um, it starts in Central Park. You dip up into Harlem, you come back into Central Park, and they actually shut down. Um, I think it's Seventh Avenue. Yeah, they shut down Seventh Avenue, and you run right through Times Square. There are thousands of people out there cheering for you. You run down the West Side Highway, and you end in the financial district, like down by Wall Street. The, pe- the amount of people and the bands along the whole route, it is just, and it's really cool to run through Times Square in like on the street where it's usually so congested with cars and cabs and whatnot. It's, it's oh, so course. awesome. That is by far the best. It's every March. So do they just have a, like a whole gang of people like where Broadway and, and 7th Avenue connect? Um, yeah, it's just, it's actually surreal. I FaceTimed my mom when I was running through Times Square. Because it was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. And the energy is just, it's awesome. New York really shows up that day. All right. So through your running career, what has been the biggest challenge you've overcome during a run? I'm assuming this would probably in in becoming a race setting as opposed to a workout setting. Um, But yeah, the biggest challenge you've overcome, how it felt in the moment and how you got through it. Um. Uh, let's see. I was running the Chicago half marathon, the one in the fall. So it was September of 2015. And I was two months out of, so I was supposed to be running the 2015 New York city marathon. Um, and I just didn't, I thought I had shin splints and I, I wasn't, I was like, I, I can run. I can kind of run. It's not going to, I'm not doing this for time. I'm just doing it to finish. So I'm, at mile four, and I just, I'm like, I can't, I don't, I, I'm in excruciating pain at this point, but I'm like, I'm finishing this race. Like, I'm not going to be a do not finish. And I, again, I don't recommend this way of thinking. Um, and I didn't know what was wrong, but it was my shin. And I was like, what is going on? And I'm, I mean, at this point, I'm crying. I'm like, not, I'm at like mile 10, and my mom, is texting me and I'm walking at this point. And she was like, are you okay? You're, you like fell off the tracking thing. <laughs> I was going so slow. Um, and come to find out I had actually fractured my tibia. Oh my. Which, and I honestly, I don't know how I got through it. I think I was thinking like my roommate is at the end. She's already finished. Like I need to get to her. So I need to finish. And then I don't know. I'm, I've always been a kind of, mind over matter person that being said after this i've learned you really need to listen to your body when it hurts give it give it a break let it rest um you know i shouldn't have in so long and short of it and i didn't end up running the new york city marathon that fall i had to defer but um yeah it was i I don't know i just i i just don't quit it's just something i don't want to be mediocre i don't want to live a mediocre kind of life and I refused to quit. So to me, that wasn't even an option. It was just, you have to get through this. There is no other option. That is absolutely incredible. You're running <laughs> through a half marathon with a broken tibia. Never mind all the training that led into it. So you, you just mentioned at the end there that you don't, that, that for you, it was almost part of this bigger mantra. Is yeah. that something that you've always had? Or is that something you've grown into? I think I've developed it. I think as I have seen myself kind of and increased distance and 
I know I can run X amount of miles or whatever it is. I think I'm always looking to do more and I want to get a couple of marathons under my belt next year, hopefully. And then I, you know, I just want to keep upping the ante for myself. I don't want to just find my comfort zone. I want to live kind of uncomfortably. I want to just keep going. Um, I don't want to just settle where I know that I can. I want to see how much I can actually do. So that's just kind of what running has, it, and it's really all from running. It was never, I was never this way prior. Wow. Well, that's quite a change. You know, and it's like, yeah. it gets me inspired. I want like, I just came back from a run. I'm ready to go back out. <laughs> this is great. Um, <laughs> I skipped today. I'm done. There you go. See, you were talking before. You can't take a rest day. And here you are taking one. I have so you, to, you got yeah. it. You got it handled. <laughs> you got it. Well, thank you so much, Kristen. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Uh, you mentioned before how you've kind of, you know, kind of helped create your own online social community when it comes to running. Uh, your Instagram handle, if you don't mind me sharing, is KD Almeida. That's K-D-A-L-M-E-I-D-A, which will be in the show notes. Kristen, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much, Matt. I really appreciate it. I'm totally honored. My pleasure. All right. Have a great right. day. Thank you. You too.